Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I strive to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, help one another discover the life God created us for, a life of purpose, peace, and abundance. Welcome to episode 28 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. This is Christina Simmons, and you might be able to tell that I'm feeling just a wee bit better. It's not consistent, but I am feeling better. Praise God. And this week, I wanted to turn thoughts a little bit to Hamilton. And you might be going, Hamilton? What does Hamilton, the Broadway play, musical, that's now a movie, what does that have to do with the spiritual life? Well, everything. Because for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, everything can inspire us, encourage us, and help us on our journey towards holiness. So I'm going to share with you a few Hamilton-inspired words of wisdom this week, along with some saints, along with our founding fathers, and other historical figures, in order to help you get along that road to holiness a little bit farther, just a wee little bit. So I hope you enjoy this episode of Say Yes to Holiness, and see you on the flip side. Our food for the heart comes from Mother Angelica in her book, A Mother's Words of Wisdom. She said, to love God means that he is my first primary thought. When you wake up in the morning, your first thought should be, I love you, Jesus. You may not always feel that way, but you still need to say it. One of the things about Mother Angelica when she was in charge of the Eternal Word television network, otherwise known as EWTN now, she always pursued God's will relentlessly. And she would discern it. And then regardless of whether or not it seemed possible, she would go after it. And a lot of people had a lot of difficulty with this because they would accuse her of being reckless or stupid or ignorant. Um, I mean, how can a bunch of cloistered nuns go about running a television network? But yet, the fact was is that her faith was rooted in love. And that love drove her to pursue God's will in her life. And Alexander Hamilton was very much the same way. Alexander Hamilton always had an awareness of the fact that from the words of the musical, history has its eyes on you. And Alexander Hamilton always had an awareness of that. 
And he also was just like his country, young, scrappy, and hungry. And that's the thing, is that when we are pursuing God's will, when we are full of faith and an irrepressible spirit, an indomitable spirit, that refuses to bow down in the face of a world telling us that what it is that God has asked us to do isn't possible. We persevere. We go about and we have faith and we do what we can. And this enthusiasm, this passion is not a bad thing. In fact, American optimism and America's refusal as a nation as a whole to not do things just because that's the way they've always been. That was the essence of our founding. We weren't going to have things the way they used to be just because that's the way they used to be in Europe. And that is a part of what has helped America become a place where people have been able to overcome insurmountable odds. When you look at the success stories, regardless of what you want to point to for lack of opportunity, because there definitely has been that, but the fact is, is that there has been just innumerable opportunity. And that's what the journey of faith is about, is to have innumerable opportunities to become who God created you to be. That is what the spiritual journey is all about, to be filled with that optimism, that hope, that faith, that conviction. But it's all rooted in that love that Mother Angelica tells us needs to be our first primary thought. Even when we don't feel that way, we still need to say it and we still need to live it. Our food for the heart comes from a School of Love daily reflection and it says, if God does not answer our prayers as we expect him to, it is only because he has something much better in mind. Trust that God always does what's best for us and for everyone else as well. Now, I know that as I've been sick with COVID, as I've been trying to get my book published and it will be out as an ebook come July 16th. And then hopefully within the next couple of weeks, uh, the paperback copy will be available. But as things hasn't gone as I had hoped that they would, especially when you're working towards a big goal like, you know, publishing a book, it can be real easy to get discouraged and frustrated and maybe even lose hope that what your dream is is supposed to happen and this definitely is the case in 
the Hamilton play of where the entire recurring theme of I'm not throwing away my shot is rooted in that drive to overcome and to prove that you're worth something. And, you know, for the American experience, it's been that we as a nation or we as Americans are worth something even though we don't have a, quote, pedigree. We might not have, you know, wealth, property, position, but rather our own merit is what determines how we are going to be in society, of how it is that we will be received. And the fact is, is that we are a nation of immigrants. One of the best lines, and I had the privilege of seeing Hamilton off-Broadway when it was touring uh, and when they came to Atlanta, I was able to go and to see it live. And you still have this experience even in the movie is because they filmed it in front of live audiences. But one of the best lines, you know, is when at the uh, end of the Battle of Yorktown and the Marquis de Lafayette and Alexander Hamilton, you know, meet up with each other on the battlefield and, you know, they make the comment of, hey, you know, immigrants, we get the job done. And that's the fact that our story is a story of all of us. And in fact, a, a reviewer, uh, you know, said uh, Marilyn Stasio uh, for Variety magazine, she actually said that the impassioned narrative about one man's story, Alexander ha- Hamilton, becomes the collective narrative, the collective story of a nation. And it's that nation built by immigrants who occasionally need to be reminded where they came from. And this is so very true. How often is it that we forget that not just we're a nation of immigrants, but rather we're a nation of brothers and sisters in Christ. Father Francis Fernandez uh, says in his beautiful reflection series in Conversation with God, he says, he writes, love enables us to discover in others the divine image in whose likeness we have all been made. And this divine image is what's the essence of all people, including immigrants. And it's why care for the marginalized, care for and welcoming the immigrant, the migrant. These are fundamental tenets of Catholic social teaching. Why? Because they're exactly what Jesus asks of us, to be able to recognize that we're all God's sons and daughters, and the world continuously is trying to divide us into factions and to make us less than who and what we are, which are sons and daughters of God. And when we forget our common humanity, that's when we become less than who and what we are. It's when we forget our common humanity, that's when we become less. And we forget the truth. When we forget that truth, that 
in others is the divine image in whose likeness we've all been made. When we forget that truth, we forget it truly at our peril. And we're back. Our food for the hands comes from St. Theodore Guernon. He says, For true hearts, there is no separating ocean, or rather, God is their ocean, in whom they meet and are united. They love and lose themselves in him and in each other. This unity, this coming together in which for true hearts there is no separating ocean is a part of what I experienced in watching the Hamilton movie over the course of the last weekend. And it's something where we are given the opportunity to be united in a vision of what can be, of what's possible. And that's what our founding fathers did, is that they had a vision of what could be, of what was possible. And although they were fiercely divided on how it was that they should bring about this vision of what is possible, the fact was is that they discovered what we can discover when we are walking the spiritual journey especially with one another. We discover the essence of who God is because we lose ourselves in love. We lose ourselves in love when we're united in that common vision, when we're united in what is possible, when it's no longer just about ourselves, but rather I am able to see the other and I recognize that the other is me. We are one. This is what it is to be in love. This is what it is to love. But especially this is what it is to be love. In the Hamilton musical, George Washington, you know, one of the great scenes is about teach him how to say goodbye and in that was the message of we each have to model for one another how it is that we are to live this life Rosa Parks in fact said something you know very similar which she said each person must live their life as a model for others and that's the essence of what George Washington attempted to do in his farewell address. In fact, if you uh, read it, it's recognized as a masterpiece of guidance to a young nation that had known nothing but monarchy prior to that. And then George Washington as the first president. And up until that point, you know, there, there was no experience of anything other. So the fact was, is that 
George Washington desired to act as a father in this instant and to be able to bestow his wisdom that he had gleaned from a lifetime so that the young nation might survive past him. The fact that we're still here is evidence that he gave us good wisdom. We, uh, as a uh, country, might not have gone about uh, living out that wisdom well. But the fact is, is that that's what each of us is called to do. We're each called to, to the best way that we can live our lives as a model for others. It's not going to be perfect. But we're to do it to the best of our abilities in our time and place. And far too often we forget how limited we initially are limited by the world and where we find ourselves. This is where we run into the challenges of our, you know, systemic uh, racism of the fact that we do have to overcome our time and place in many ways. And we have to recognize that we have biases. <clears throat> they might not be intentional. They're not even present to us, but we have to still become aware of them. And then for us to strive to move beyond our time and place, to become the saint that God has created us to be, in this time and place. So in the process of us striving for that vision to be in love and to love and to be love, that's being the hands and feet of Christ in the world. That is true brotherhood and sisterhood. And that's what we're called to on the journey to holiness. Our food for the feet comes from Bishop Jacques Benin Bousuet, of where he says, Christian life is a retreat. We are not of this world, just as Jesus Christ is not of this world. And what is the world? It is, as St. John said in John seventeen fourteen, the lust of the flesh, that is, sensuality and corruption in our desires and deeds, the lust of the eyes, curiosity, avarice, illusion, fascination, error, and folly, in the affectation of learning, and finally pride and ambition. From first letter of John, chapter two, sixteen. To these evils of which the world is full, and which make up its substance, a retreat must be set in opposition. We need to make ourselves into a desert by a holy detachment. Christian life is a battle. We must never cease to fight. This is the essence of what our spiritual journey is about, is that we must always remember that we are not of this world. Even when we must learn to live with the unimaginable, which in the Hamilton musical was in reference especially to Alexander Hamilton's life of heartbreak, but especially to the losing of his eldest son at 19 to a duel. And 
the fact was is that he and his wife Eliza had to learn to live with the unimaginable heartbreak of losing a child. And each of us suffers heartbreak in this life too, perhaps not on the same scale, but every heartbreak that we suffer, they're individually devastating and they're just as painful. But we're never alone, ever. We must always fight. We must never cease to fight because the Christian life is a battle. And the fact is, is that Christ is present in the midst of it all. And it's through him and with him and in him that we have the opportunity not just to learn to live with the um, unimaginable, but in some cases through his grace, we're given the opportunity to be able to find solace and meaning even in the midst of that unimaginable heartbreak. Because the fact is, is that we are not of this world and we have to learn to live with those unimaginable heartbreaks in our life. But it also gives us the truth that death doesn't discriminate between sinners and saints. Sojourner Truth said, truth is powerful and it prevails. In the same way, death doesn't discriminate between sinners and saints. Death comes for all of us. And because of it, we have to remember that we need to be prepared to give an accounting for our life. My husband, Paul, and I, we've been blessed and that COVID didn't take us to death's door. But I can tell you that we needed to be ready to be able to give an accounting for our life in case it did take a turn for the worse. And it wasn't that we were afraid. I know for me, I, it wasn't that I was afraid that, you know, God was going to show up and I was going to, you know, be proven unworthy. But rather, it's that I had to live each day and I still try to live each day and I try to encourage and inspire each of you to live each day to the best of your ability to love the best that you can to be able to do it in imitation of Jesus's model that he gave us on the cross that sacrificial outpouring of love for everyone and at the end to not have regrets about what we did or we didn't do does that mean that we're not sorry for our sins no but it's not to wallow in them it's not to allow the accuser to beat us over the head with them, but rather for us to always remember that it's in Christ and through Christ and with Christ that we find our hope and we find our peace. And we need to go about living each day to the best that we can because death doesn't discriminate between sinners and saints. And we need to strive to be the saints that God created us to be. So what are some resolutions that you might be able to take from our conversation today? Inspired by the Hamilton musical as well as by saints and
some other historical figures. Well, first, it actually comes from Hamilton as well, which is the world was wide enough. And I give this to you as a resolution for you to be able to strive to be able to truly seek to love the other, to be able to seek to listen and to learn so that you can come to love the other person, particularly the person who you disagree with, maybe even vehemently disagree with. The Founding Fathers disagreed strongly, passionately, but yet they knew what united them. And we have to always be mindful, and it needs to be a resolution, and this is why I challenge you to do it, is to remember the world is wide enough. All of us have been given a mission by God to help him transform the world in our part of the world. And even if it seems that someone might be even diametrically opposed to how it is that you're trying to live out God's will, we need to remember the world is wide enough and we need to seek to listen and to learn so that we can love one another. Another resolution is to be able to remember that we are each part of the church and we need to be the hands and feet. We need to be the voice of the good news so that we're able to share the story and that's where, again, Hamilton-inspired resolution. Who lives, who dies, who tells your story? And in this way, I share with you Hans von Balthasar's quote, where he said, The beautiful stops the viewer in his tracks and then plants within him a desire to speak to others of what he has seen. So this is a resolution for you. Go and share what you have seen of God in your life. Go and share the beauty of the story of the good news of the fact that God loves each and every one of us more than we can imagine. That each of us is precious in his sight. Share that story. That God loved us so much that he sent his only son to die for us so that we can be with him for all eternity in heaven. And that he desires for us to be with him in heaven. How do we know this? Because he's made each one of us to be a unique and unrepeatable saint. To be with him in heaven. Forever. So that resolution Go tell the good news. Share the story. Share the beauty of the good news with someone else. And a final resolution. Again, 
from Hamilton. Gotta rise up. We have to rise up in this time and place. We need to set aside our fear in the midst of all that's going on, not just in our country, but in our world. We need to have the courage to trust that God's plans for us are plans of good. They're plans of peace. We need to trust it. And we need to step out and to rise up and to be able to remember that God will always use even our weaknesses. He forgives us of those. But we need to simply be sincere, to repent, and then to get up again. The joy in heaven each time we begin again as Father Francis Fernandez tells us, is incomparable. There's going to be faults. There's going to be shortcomings. There's going to be weaknesses that we have to recover from. But we need to simply open our souls to the Lord. That's the call to holiness. Never forget that we need a Savior. Never forget the lessons of Alexander Hamilton and the Founding Fathers, those who have come before us. Remember that we have to have faith that it's possible for us to become more than we currently are because God has fashioned us to be his saints in the here and now, and it's God who's going to give us what we need so that we can do whatever it takes. History has its eyes on you. Go say yes and be the saint God created you to be. Rise up. So that concludes our special episode 28 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast that's been inspired by the Hamilton musical, the founding fathers and saints from our Catholic tradition. I hope that you've enjoyed this time. But in a particular way, I want to inspire you and encourage you to look around you and see the hand of God, to see the Holy Spirit at work around you in all things. Because as I began this podcast, in which I made mention that for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, All things can be transformed to become the voices of the Word alive around us. They can be those signposts that help point others to God. To be able to help others come to know His love for them. To be able to give them hope. To be able to bring them joy. And this is so desperately needed in our world that is so longing for it, that's so longing to know love and mercy, to be able to set aside all the pain and the sorrow and the suffering, all those unimaginable heartbreaks that each of us must bear. So go and look and allow the Holy Spirit to inspire you, as I hope he did me as I watched Hamilton and then shared with you how it is that you can use something that was never intended necessarily to bring others closer to God.
but when we have eyes to see and ears to hear, all things are possible for him who loves us. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions or questions for upcoming podcasts, please send them to me at my Facebook page at Say Yes to Holiness, on Instagram at Christina Simmons, or at my website www.sayyestoholiness.com. I look forward to hearing from you. In the interim, Please know of my continued prayers for you and your loved ones that we may each continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness so we may be able to tell the master of death not today. Take care and I look forward to talking with you again soon.